Welcome to Spaghetti Launchers, a web-building podcast where we throw spaghetti at the wall and it's up to you what sticks. Each episode, we go in-depth on an element of fictional worlds, breaking it down, and developing unique examples live on the fly to give you ideas you can copy, steal, or be inspired by. Whether you're a writer, a GM, or an all-around nerd goblin, are you calling a nerd? Just looking to indulge your imagination, we've got you covered. I'm Kyle. You want to fight? He's Ethan. And on this episode... I'm going to fight Kyle. <laughs> on this episode, we're discussing cosmic conflict. No, no, no. It's not cosmic. It's you and me, bro. Oh, it's outside, just, right it's now. My, it's just my apartment. It's just uh, your apartment. Okay, I don't like that. But last week, we were talking uh, a bit about just the, the grand idea of cosmic conflict, especially around time and entropy. I think we got into it deep there. But so we figured, well, let's dive further into the idea of conflict between deities or just on like a mass scale in, in the cosmos. Um, and not necessarily just good versus evil that's boring. we've all seen the fall like the 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 bad deity was at once the best deity and then it you know the fall of lucifer it's a trope it's been done to death if you want to do it fine no one's gonna complain sauron's it a works. great villain it works it works it's simple and it's good but it is harder for us to also make that interesting content correct so much of human history and society is has been determined by some sort of story about a cosmic conflict Right. Like I mentioned the fall of Lucifer, how much of human society has been influenced by that story, Probably. by that cosmic conflict. Quite a lot. A whole fucking lot of it, actually. Yeah. So take that into your world. Um, and if we're thinking about ways to make it interesting, one idea that I heard uh, again on another podcast that I thought we could dive into a little bit just to kick us off here is as we're thinking about constructing our pantheon, using the alignment system as a way to structure your pantheon that's your framework so the D alignment system of uh chaos neutrality law good, good evil, evil neutral so right. it's the, the the classic nine squares exactly that was something that again jim davis on webdm came up with um very smart guy you should listen to his watch his videos they're great um but i thought that that would be an interesting place to start because we know obviously that lawful lawful good and chaotic evil are going to be natural born enemies yeah right but well and and it's like it, lawful good lawful evil might be more inclined to like align to just say well, we can at least come to in an that agreement. cosmic in the in the the big conflict yeah yeah but it, it, in or just more ad hoc to be like yeah. we can come to an agreement here and we can we can both abide by that agreement because we understand legality and we understand mm-hmm. sticking to our word and whatever even if our word is evil or our word is good or whatever but like I, my first thought and i was to go to the blood war in D D in D lore that is the conflict that is forever between demons and devils um oh that one yeah so they are, i never knew it was called the blood war yeah that is um and huh. that the like if you ever if you're interacting if you're in the D D sphere at all and you interact with a devil or a demon that just like, colors everything they do. They'll do anything if it means they get to get a leg up in the blood war. Right. They'll they will cut any deal with any mortal, anybody. It's it becomes the sole focus. If you have a cosmic conflict that is, and especially if you're in a in a setting where the there are being they're like extra planar beings, it's not just mm-hmm. like regular old humans. Mm-hmm. Those people have more of a. If you have anybody who has more of a stake in the cosmic conflict than they do necessarily in like everyday conflict, you immediately get an interesting bargaining dynamic. And a desperation, like it could just be that maybe like if you're a cleric or a priest of of, of this religion, the cosmic, whatever the cosmic conflict is, hmm. you'll just do whatever the fuck you, you can. Like you will do horrible things in the moment if yeah. it means you serve the cosmic conflict. 
it's like that's true ends, and ends of justify the means there yeah, we go. and justify the means, and that's a good point because we're it says something when you know that gods are real, you know, yeah. the deity that you worship is real. It's not so much, so much. It's not so much about faith. You're not behaving. You're not adhering to the word of your deity out of faith because you know, there's nothing to have faith. You know, it's there. Oh. It's just obedience yeah, to just, a higher power. You're just, you're a foot soldier in a, yeah. in a bigger thing. And like, you can see it and you can go to it. Right. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I see what I'm a part of. Yeah. I, I, I will obey because, and we talked about this last time, like, it's kind of hard to say no to a deity. Yeah. Like, if you're in the face of, a, of like, a literal god who could just immediately, like, eliminate you from existence, yeah. you, you will obey. Yeah. It's like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Whatever you said, man, I'm, okay. I'll, I'll do it. That's fine. Right. You want me to go kill the other big god? Okay, right. sure. Unless you trust the other big god to come save your ass. But again, that's it. Because, so, let's think through, I always love going... I always love going back to the good place because it's a great show does so many, so such great ways of showing different types of good and different types of evil. Right. Mm -hmm. So when they finally see the good place, they realize that they're just bogged down in bureaucracy. Yeah. Right. That's in my mind, lawful good. Yeah. Right. Is that you're, you're trying to do good, but there are so many rules. You are bound by these rules. And you had mentioned earlier paladins and rogues, in parties, at least in earlier editions of D&D, didn't always get along, even though they might have been on the same side. Yeah, you might be like, well, we're, we're fighting on the same conflict, but I hate your means, and yeah. uh, I would like to kill you as a result of that. Right. Uh, you and I, I mean, we experienced this in a D&D campaign together, where your character, a paladin, let another character make a deal with the devil. Well, didn't let them. It happened, and you fought, but then you forgave him, and... Mm -hmm. I, as the DM, was like, well, you kind of can't do that. Right. Uh, you, you've broken an oath here, yeah. buddy. Um, Your deity doesn't like that. Yeah, because because they don't have the ability to be flexible. Right. So if you have cosmic conflict, they're not going to be flexible as shit. Like, or what if there is? Okay, hold on. Noodles, cosmic conflict. There is two major deities, two like major things in conflict, but there's like a third party who keeps just fucking around in the middle. And just kind of keeps skewing it either way. Hmm. And the, where their morality isn't like just like neutral, like selfishness. Yeah. They're not just doing this because they just genuinely can change what they think. And and they Wait, see merit. Sorry, with, we, we, need, we need names that too yeah. many pronouns. I'm okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So should we just, what should we call the gods of these deities? Alpha, beta, gamma. All right. Alpha is on one side beta's on the other side and gamma is just chilling in the middle perfect so gamma doesn't really have solid principles gamma is fluid and will just change their mind and alpha and beta are not necessarily evil and good they are just in conflict over something and they keep skewing the uh this cosmic this conflict one way or the other because mm -hmm. they're persuaded it's like how politicians are supposed to be persuadable like if you're if you're a, a, in a governing position you should be persuadable by all of the best minds they should come to you and say here's my position here's my position okay i've been persuaded to go that way that doesn't happen because we live in uh the real world sadly but just having that on a cosmic scale and so that the the conflict can never be resolved because gamma will not let it resolve because gamma can't make up their mind and pick us if gamma picked a side and stuck on that side it it will be over 
what existence would be over? No, like this conflict would be over. So what? That's a good question. But no, I mean, but but again, and that's something that could because there is a lot of a lot of faith, and as we think about it in modern terms, is sort of about keeping the status quo. It's like yeah. so that is a reason for people to be invested in gamma. I also have to apologize because all that's going in my head right now is the episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia when they're... No? Don't know that episode? I wasn't, not yet. You haven't said anything. Oh, the episode... So there is an episode in uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia when they try and... Conv- they, they have a, a trial between uh, Mac and oh, Frank. I, I do remember that this. That starts over the serial. Yeah. And then it gets into politics and religion and all these other and it's whether or not are you on uh not not mac are you on dennis's side are you on frank's side or are you on the fence yeah yeah and it's just constantly going back and forth fantastic episode no one can make up their mind no um yeah and i i don't know there's a lot in that noodle bowl but i just i was thinking about that of i think that's really cool and i love that idea because i think that's interesting to have a deity responsible for keeping the balance between two others. I like that spin better. Right. Because it's maybe that it is not their job. They are not just being persuaded. They are just who's weaker right now. I'll side with you to make sure that you two don't like right. this power dynamic doesn't it's, shift. It's why. And I like, I like I'm the name that's coming into my head is the blind arbiter yeah, because good name. this is it's, it's lady justice. It's the scales of justice. Like, is ju- if this is the deity of justice, the ultimate deity, of it, because justice is about fairness, is about equality, right? Uh-huh. And so then you could scale down and have different religions very easily play out of this, yeah. where you have people that are like, oh no, justice means equality, very similar to the real world. Justice means equality of outcome. No, justice means equality of opportunity, right? What what do these things mean? And you have that constant tension, that push and pull, mm-hmm. as people who are then also in the religions that support alpha and beta. Yeah. I, I, I think that's an, there, you could build a very interesting society out of that. I think you, you kind of end up with our actual society in a way to the point where you're saying about the, like yep. no, notions of justice. Yeah. Uh, you don't necessarily get into, unless it becomes, um, and I think we, we talked about this in the past, but what if it isn't that people in society then are thinking of justice in that way, that they just assume whatever's happening must be just because there is a there is this deity creating ensuring balance and so the, there there is a uh, an acceptance of any fate it's like like it, it's not a it's not that the, there's something like destiny or, or or actual fate it's just the the whole it, it's having for a reason thing but it's yeah. it's happening because that's the balanced this that's is cool. this is a part of a cosmic balance i'm a part of a cosmic balance any problem i face will become balanced out in the end kind of thing. And it does put religious leaders into the role of that they did once hold in in society, right? Where they were judges and right where you would you would have them be arbiters. I don't and help in order not arbiters um I don't I forgot the word. Doesn't matter. I, Continue. But I don't think you you would have that. I don't think you'd have any justice system. That's what I'm saying. I think you would think every, more. the society would just say Whatever happens, if I get mugged, if we go to war, if I die, anything is a part of this cosmic balance that is required and, and is a part of this world surviving. Hmm. I think you, you create a society that is rather emotionally muted because the highs and the lows 
aren't like they're just more accepted yeah so and him you have a high you know it's about to come down because it's part of the balance you are supposed to live a very mid life everything oh. is supposed to be rather mid i see what you're saying okay so you wouldn't want any you wouldn't need anybody to be arbit- arbitrating uh it would just it, happen it, it would just happen and you would everybody in that yeah. society because you this is a cosmology everyone's bought into everyone would just go yeah that was supposed to happen that way that's or or it, it'll very, even out in the in the end that's very good and i have this image in my head of a religion full of optimists and a religion full of pessimists oh yeah like, I like two that. different sects two different groups and one's like it's all gonna work out great and the other one's like it's all gonna fucking end yeah basically I, me at any given moment of the day yeah well and <laughs> because to your point i think it would be interesting if there were religions that were that way because then they are maybe saying balance isn't necessarily a good thing if we can push to more positive right we don't necessarily need the balance or the balance will become will like shift if we have more positive versus the negative people just being like um negative is is all we're gonna get yeah we don't deserve any better very much just like the most pessimistic uh you know probably quite depressed the debbie downers Uh, yeah like just Fully Debbie Downers, just they, they all just hang out in a cult together. Yeah. Uh, versus the optimists who are all like, I don't think toxic, po- toxically positive, but maybe. But you could, it could very easily become that. Though. Yeah. It's like and, you're not allowed to be anything but positive because it, it's, there needs to be scales of balance. Like everything sort of needs to net out in the end. Which would create an interesting dynamic of like walking around a town, for instance. Yeah. And everybody's rather just like no one's really reacting to much of anything in any meaningful way except for you see somebody reacting in a meaningful way you immediately know they are a part of this religion because they're like oh they're awfully chipper right they must be a part of the optimists yeah or they're they're like just kind of sitting there crying like no one cries in this world what are you why are you how how do you cry like people people like are like they know that this is a concept or something but they don't know they don't do it ever right it's, you know. it's really, it's, yeah, it, this is interesting. There's a cool world there somewhere. I, yeah. I like that. Um, and that's just one example yeah. of how you could take not necessarily good and evil, but work out conflict. Yeah. I, so noodles in a different direction entirely. I What type of noodle? Uh, what shape? Uh, orzo. Good. Love. And because we're going to uh, Greece for a bit um, to talk about, I I love the the Greek gods versus the Titans conflict. Yeah, um, it's super Ti- cool. Titanomachy, Manchi, Titanomachy. What? It has an official name. It's oh. like ty- that conflict is called like the Titanomancy or something. Oh, I, I, yeah, it's I, a great I, name. Cool. Anyway, I don't continue. know. Uh, but excuse me, but the idea that there was a god, there were gods before who were toppled. Right. There were deities before who were right. toppled. And this exists in some other worlds where there's like the old gods, the new gods. Mm-hmm. Like Game of Thrones does it really well, but they don't really like follow through on it. But it's an interesting idea. Of like yeah. the, the people in the north worship the old gods. There's like the weeping willow tree thing mm-hmm. that like is a symbol of this. And it's very important to the northern people. But everybody in the south worships the, the seven. Yeah. And I never like I'm, I'm always disappointed we don't get more out of that because it seems like a really cool idea of like the old gods, the new gods. The right. Greeks did it really well, the toppling, and the Titans were considered evil. They probably, and in part because then you're justifying the gods existing because then the gods are like, oh, they got rid of the bad guys. Right. 
toppling of gods, creating in a society the sense that change is always good, hmm. that you want to evolve, and progress and like propelling a society forward. Yeah, because oftentimes you have like in I mean, <laughs> everything, media and not people being like, well, we don't want change. Right. But if you just instill that in a society from the beginning, because it's in the cosmology that maybe the gods are, t- are, are toppled all the time. There's always new gods rising and, and, and supplanting hmm. the pantheon. So there, so there isn't stability at any point. God, that sounds like I imagine in that world that every single person with some idea like people would just be like trying to make religions left and right just like everyone's starting their own cults everyone's starting their own maybe i i I guess the design like how you become one of these gods is another question and maybe that's well are are you saying like well i'm thinking of it more from a even not knowing that the uh, imagining you don't know the gods are real right Mm mm-hmm people would use that philosophy to say, I've come up with a new pantheon. My pantheon is the best. And and Fair. That, I'm saying how it would manifest like in human society. I was thinking humanoid. I, I was thinking a bit more like it is Mount Olympus. It is the Olympians. It is a contained cadre of people. And everybody and in this like everyone knows that they're real. I mean they're not real real, well, but like everyone everyone believes in them. Yeah. And th- they're real. And it's th- it's their children. It's turnover amongst them. I was that, just going to ask about offspring. Yeah. And so it's more of like some of the, the children supplanting some of like the older people, some of those like family networks toppling other That's family cool. networks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe there's like other ways in which like new gods can just enter the fray. Yeah. But it is like a, it's a contained, you know, it's, it's the big brother house. So some sauce on that two things, two, two different sauces. Okay. Um, one is that could have particularly if you're involving the offspring that could have fascinating implications for culture because then suddenly like there is instead of traditionally a lot of societies venerate the the elderly for their wisdom and experience this would then very likely potentially put a lot more emphasis on veneration of the youth of the new generation oh. and like all of their ideas yeah. right and i remember hearing once about i was in college and i heard about a coach whose entire coaching philosophy was they would make a freshman captain Hmm. and then make the fresh, like learn from the older people and grow into the role. And then when they were a junior or senior, stop being captain. It it seemed weird at the time too, but I just remember hearing that. I was like, Oh, that's an interesting leadership philosophy. Yeah, it's and a way of teaching it. But I could see something like that playing out yeah. where it's like, oh, the the youthful innocence of a child, you know, like the pure. Th- there's all there's all this rhetoric about the pureness of youth. And well, and like the whole thing of kids keep asking. They always ask so many questions. They're always curious. Yeah. And how people should keep doing that for longer. And they don't. There's that that saying of you don't stop playing because you get old, you get old because you stop playing. Exactly. It's that kind of like, there is that, that you and I are never going to get old. <laughs> um, I disagree, <laughs> but yeah, I think that's awesome. So of like th- th- that would be such an obvious and rather easy thing to do in world building is just say that the youth are like, like you have like the wise old man, but then if you flip it and you say, he's just 
an old man and you have, you have the wise young man right or and and maybe like you you start maybe it's wisdom is a thing but then you vow like you add in like another like not naivete but like something in that vein well, of like in, uh, freshness in zen buddhism there's there's a lot of push to try and reach your original mind and because mm. there's a lot of like, it, it's, yeah, this is the world that believes in reincarnation, right? It well, Zen Buddhism, not so, not as much. Well, samsara? Do they just abandon samsara in Zen Buddhism? Where is the original mind coming from? I don't remember. Yeah. I have just let down my one of my old professors, terribly and sorry. And the rest of the world, terribly sorry. All of our listeners are very um, disappointed. In anyway, you. but um, that isn't. There is. There, my point is, there is some real world precedence for this where mm-hmm. and if you wanted to incorporate reincarnation into it that would be a very yeah. easy but way to do it i like the original mind as like a as like a title or just as like a a term of endearment kind of thing yeah of, rather than you, know, you call an old man wise you call a young man original mind or whatever something to that um, yeah it's got to be another word for it unvarnished foundational uh, Ooh, that's pretty good the foundational mind yeah foundational seems yeah like i'm gonna stick with foundation um because anyway, that was just one one potential implication for that. I because I think this idea is is very interesting. Um, the other thing that I think would be really interesting, particularly from a storytelling perspective, the other sauce for this little bowl of noodles here mm-hmm. that you came up with is what would happen when that society inevitably encounters another society with a different religion. It, would they then say like oh this is new is this because it's new to us does that mean that it's better oh that's interesting. you say how do they legitimize that because they embrace new do right they embrace this new okay oh i think it will depend because they embrace the new because it means that whoever has like supplanted the old gods won. So whatever this, the depend, it would depend on what the new religion is, and if there is an ability, if there's like a, if there are real gods of that religion that they can, they can resolve a conflict. Yeah. Whoever wins, they'll go with them. Hmm. So they might abandon the entire pantheon if that entire pantheon is just outsmarted or whatever by these new gods. I like shitty sports fans. Yeah, they're they're bandwagoners, and, and like I'm being funny, but like but yeah, they're, they're, they're bandwagoners. Yeah. They, they go with who's with who's winning because in this situation, also like you kind of get it because it's not like you're loyal out of loyalty. You're loyal out of like this is the most powerful thing, right? And if I'm not on their team, like I I will pay a price. Yeah, as opposed to like you could have conflict, you could have cosmic conflict of just like it's just based on loyalty, and then sure. you just get into like I think that's tried and true. Yeah, um, but I think that's really interesting of. A, a new religion being adopted and that could be a, a fun story like point yeah is like uh a, a, the, the like a framing event of there is a new religion that they've just encountered because they've just crossed the seas or something they found a new religion in a new in another part of the world and it's enticing people because it it's also very compelling it makes a lot of sense it fits well with what they already believe mm-hmm. And then they're they're starting to convert, and then those gods in that pantheon are not particularly happy. Right. And do they do they take that conflict to the people and say, "You aren't going to worship us anymore? Fuck you. We're we're going to war against you. Maybe we'll just start smiting you." But assholes. maybe that would be. But that would also be entire. I, and again, 
when we're talking about gods not as omnipotent omnipresent omniscient beings but as just powerful supernatural beings yeah um they can be fickle so yeah it could be like yeah we're going completely against our previous ideas here because we never thought they'd stop worshiping us um well i mean they are if because if the gods have not necessarily been talking about change is good in a way like they are they've only been doing it selfishly hmm. because they're they're saying change is good yeah yeah we're in charge now keep worship us yeah that's just that is the interpretation adopted by the people yeah because they they might just well start smiting people and like creating a system of fear Be like no, no no you cannot abandon this religion you cannot abandon our worship we are important don't don't you dare as they are hopping you know over to this yeah. other religion which might or might not protect them who knows i don't know the context i don't either it's and figured out i mean you could do a, i mean there's a lot of parallels with with colonialism here um which you could suss out here yeah. you could also take it away from that though by making it be i love the idea of of conflicts between deities as the origin story for existence yeah as we know it or as Mm -hmm. we perceive it as as mortal beings right where you've got these insanely advanced supernatural beings i don't i'm a little burnt out on this um the very western idea that sort of you know like oh humanity was an experiment created but you're not like you know yeah deities create because it's in you know that that is an aspect of humanity being projected to a you know which is what we do with religion that need to create i am an artist therefore i am like god right right so i like it more like let's get back to that like kind of idea of of supernatural beings that are fickle that experience human emotions they go to conflict but they somehow every aspect of creation is something that was used in that war right like the big bang Mm -hmm. was some sort of bomb to that one one deity used against another somehow and then right and then planets were made to fuck up the space that was left after the big bang or so i i I like you're going i would take the planets thing and say that planets were a they're like a trojan horse because uh or no not not planets sorry sun like stars were a trojan horse because they will eventually uh like implode Explode, yeah 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 Uh, it's like uh they uh, they're like they like were throwing black hole bombs that were going to take billions of years to explode because they don't care about time yeah they're eternal beings right it's it yeah that's interesting as creation as a and maybe it was that um something like creating mortal beings was intended as a distraction it could be that i i was thinking much more simply where mortal beings were created as foot soldiers and there you have your immediate there you have your immediate explanation for why there are monsters in this world. And you could get very, you could get a little yeah. push and pull, you know, like maybe the humanoids, whatever your base species is, uh-huh. were created by the quote unquote good deity. Monsters were created by the bad one, or they're all descendants of it. That could also be a good way for the origins of magic. Maybe one of the other deities gave your humanoids magic mm-hmm. just to fuck with 
them because then suddenly they thought that they could, right? Like you can, there's a story there somewhere. Um, I want to remove the military thing from foot soldiers. I think what if they create them as foot soldiers in that they know if they have, if they create beings and those beings worship them, it will give them more power. So they're, they're creating True. a farm. Yeah, you could do that. For more power. Yeah, go full Matrix. I, I, you reference the Matrix more to more often than I can really remember the Matrix. I do, it's true. Every being that exists, exists with, was created with the sole purpose of, I need you to feed me. Yeah. I don't give a shit about you other than that. Yeah. I'm in, I'm in a fight with this guy over here mm-hmm. and I need you to just, just worship me. I don't care. I, I don't care. And maybe that guy's doing the same thing mm-hmm. or maybe he's not. And that's why people view this other God as evil because they're maybe both, they're both Shitheads. selfish they're both being very selfish but that god hasn't created their own army of of beings to worship them because they're they're harvesting power from suns or from whatever right from some other thing in the universe and so they are viewed as this cosmic threat because the god that is on everyone else's side theoretically right or it supposedly has just convinced them that and there is no counter argument that's great yeah i think that's very and i love the sort of now you can sort of start slowly reinserting morality or questions of morality into it a little bit, like mm-hmm. deities that would be willing to destroy life yeah. in order to preserve it versus deities that would be willing to create life in order to destroy it. You're creating life to empower you yeah. so that you can kill something to kill life, basically, yeah. right? And yeah. then you have another one, which is like, I am trying to preserve life, so I have to murder the fuck out of these things in order to preserve it long term you know and and you could play with that a little bit yeah i mean i think in this particular example i'm not sure that the other one is actually trying to eliminate life yeah i even i might have been inserting a little bit more than just a little bit of morality on there yeah yeah a little bit (laughs) but it but it was something that it was a little garnish it's something yeah it's it's an idea in your head that like yeah i mean you can always throw that in as a conflict because then it you get into the the who, how do people view the greater good in a society? Yeah. And if you worship one God, then you virtually, then you think of the greater good very differently than the other. And it's um, like it, you get to kind of like the chaotic evil versus lawful evil. Yeah. Um, who's willing to sacrifice what to get to the end? You know, anybody who thinks like in, I, I, I think ends justify the means is so much more interesting. Yeah. Because it gets into the moral quandary. What are you willing to do? Right. To get there right i did watch oppenheimer and I, this came up this yeah. is a, it was a great example of like somebody being conflicted as fuck about the ends justifying the means and knowing that they kind of have to do it um but then like it's also interesting when people say yeah. the means never justify the ends fuck that right either one can be interesting as long as it's, it's a hard line for one or the other i like this concept of ends justifying the means because that, again, sort of puts me back into that, all right, you've got your nine pantheon, your nine deity pantheon based on the alignment chart. Yeah. And then how does this, because the cosmic conflict, right, like, has always been about good versus evil, and then you've got neutral in the middle. But if you are lawful versus chaotic, and then you've got, right, like, how, but to introduce this idea of like the ends justifying the means that gets us more into, well, this is a, this is a deity about, or this is a conflict between law and order versus good and evil potentially. And so I'm intrigued by let's flip it and say, how would you reframe a conflict, a cosmic conflict between law and order Mm 
if we're mixing good and evil, right? Instead of right now, like the cosmic conflict is typically good versus evil. You have lawful good and chaotic good on one side. Chaotic evil. I don't know that I have anything on that. Oh, okay. I, I, but it did it did promote me to think about something different within what you just said. Which, well, which, which is it. to say, because I was misunderstanding what you were saying. And I was like, I was thinking it's the morality people, the good and evil mm-hmm. are at war with law and chaos. Because law and chaos say, we actually don't like morality anymore. We just, right. we, we want to talk about rules or no rules, and we're done with you, you Whatever fuckers. Whatever you're fighting about over here. It's, it's irrelevant it, to us. This is stupid. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> we're more interested in just like, we just want to have fun or we just want to have rules. Right. Like, remo- like, where it's, you have the morality, both moralities being on the same team. Because that that is what that actually is what I was saying. I was not expressing okay. it well, but that's where I was going. Where okay, the, so my the misunderstanding con- of you was conflict, my accurate understanding. It was correct. The conflict is no longer good versus evil. It is now Morale. law versus order. Wait, no, no. I'm saying it's it is morality versus. Like, oh, or, I see. Ordering I chaos. misunderstood. Ordering you. chaos are going to war against law or good and evil. Right, 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 right. Because They've bonded together. Because saying, yeah. they're tired of morality games. They just want to have like a much more simple game, less high stakes. Yeah. Versus like the good and evil guys are bringing in a lot of like pressure and stakes with their morality. And they're like, we preferred a, a, a world where we didn't have morality. Like bringing in like the, like we talked about time last week a lot yeah. and entropy. And like they yeah. aren't morality based. Not at all. They, they are just ordering chaos and they're in conflict just because it's like one of them wants to be in charge yeah and it's not because like and it's like more petty and like more of like a rivalry kind of conflict as opposed to it feels like a workplace conflict yeah like they know they're on the same team push comes to shove kind of yeah but like they're not like versus like there isn't like the embedded hatred that there is in morality conflict and they say you know what those guys are trying to like they are pulling our strings too much yeah they are they're whipping us around we're tired of this shit yeah. Fuck your good, fuck your evil, fuck your in the middle, neutral, whatever. We don't even like funny. you either. We just want all this morality gone. And then I dig it. And then the morality, because they know the morality guys will yeah. not team up well. Yeah. They will be in conflict if they're cut if they're cut off from ordering from ordering chaos, it's gonna be a nightmare for them to organize. Yeah. And they're gonna hate each other. Yeah. So they're like, well, we're probably gonna get rid of them yeah. because they're not gonna be able to figure this out. Mm-hmm. And then everything will just be order or chaos and no emotion. No morality. I dig it. And then you create an interesting conflict for individuals and humans because they kind of don't want to live in that reality. Because they still want, they want the good. And if, and if order and chaos win, there is no good or evil. And they just go, and then you go to that very muted world, like we were talking about before, except for, except for this time, it's just purely muted because there is no emotion. It's almost like what would happen in a purely utilitarian world. Right. Be pretty boring. It would be pretty boring. Yeah. No, I agree with that. No, I think that's cool. I think that's interesting. It is. It's funny because that is so not where I was going, but that is a very cool place to go. Yeah. I couldn't follow you. Yeah. I Mine would be easier if I had a whiteboard. <laughs> Shocking nobody. What's Ethan, the... work, Ethan thinks better in pictures? This is weird. I'm, it's just the, the, the Charlie Day meme just popping up in my head immediately. Just, let's talk about the mail. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about order and <laughs> chaos. We're talking about playing with with morality, ordering, you know, good versus evil, even though we originally talked about how we do that differently. It still ended up finding a way to sneak its way back in there, almost like we're moral beings and it's hard to separate ourselves from it. But I love 
my favorite myths growing up when I was a kid were sort of those foundational myths about the origins of the world or, or myths that sought to explain the the functioning of the world, right? Why it works the way that it does. Why are there, you know, sort of why are there stars, that kind of thing. I've had this idea in my head of a four, of a basically like a diarchy. Like it, there is a, there is, two, there are two deities. There mm-hmm. is earth and sky. Mm-hmm. That's it. And everything else is some aspect of earth, of, of earth and sky. Mm-hmm. But the conflict here is that, again, there are offspring. The sun and the moon are both the offspring of earth and sky. They had two children. Mm. And the conflict here is that the moon, there was originally pure light and pure darkness. Yeah. And then the moon stole some of the sun's light, bringing very Prometheus style, right? Like bringing light to the dark part of the world. Yeah. And so now the sun is forever chasing the moon to get it back, to get its light back, which explains night and day. Mm. And that also explains how, like, the phases of the moon. Yeah. Because the sun is getting its... Oh, it's kind of winning it. It's winning, it's and, winning, it's and winning. Then, and then the, and the moon takes it back. Gets it all back that's, at the end. That's genius. I love that. And it's just, it's super it's simple. Clean. It's clean. It's just clean. There's no fat on it. There's no morality to it either. It's no, just... It's just a cosmology. Yep. And it's good. It's like good set dressing. It is easy to incorporate as, like... Because like the sun and the moon are just awesome. Like when there's like a god of the moon or god of the sun, I think it's always easy. It's yeah. always cool. It always works because yeah. it's also, I don't know. There's something like, especially the moon in particular. Like any moon god, I'm like, yeah, yeah it feels I, I good. It. Yeah. It feels good. It feels I dig it. Yeah, I think that that's great. I don't no, you know, uh, no noodles on that or, or yeah. just a little bit of cheese. Yeah. And because uh, it can be that simple too, right? Yeah, I feel it's like simple, it, and that's part of what. You know, so it makes I, it good. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's one thing as as creators, as people that love We this are gods. We are gods. But sometimes we can be so driven to make things unique or exciting. Exciting or special that we can like lose like it doesn't have to be stop putting junk like it's like it's to keep it relevant to this podcast, right? It's like Alia Olio is one of the best pasta dishes out there. And it is pasta cooked in garlic flavored oil, man. That's it. Nothing else. You don't need to Olive Garden this shit. Go to Italy. It's all very, very simple, really delicious food. Yeah. I I don't know. You might not know. You've never been to Italy. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, <laughs> I was more like, oh, a garlic pasta sounds disgusting. So I don't like it. Reasonable. Yeah. Cacio pepe. Cacio pepe, fine. Yeah. Pasta al burro, fine, yeah. which is just but, pasta in butter. Yeah, there you go. But um, I, I was thinking about, because you, you brought up the whole good versus evil thing, and I want to, I, I do have a noodle on that again. <laughs> <laughs> Back to it. But my noodle is about good versus good. Kyle's trying to kill me. I'm not. I have a noodle on good versus good, because good, good. versus evil is like, man, good versus good, I think is fun. And it's like, and we talk about the ends justify the means, that, that kind of shit. I'm thinking more about like it's pretty easy to do and this is a simple bowl of just like the zealotry what that would do if you have several good gods and all of them are zealots they want to be the one that conquers evil fuck you get out of my way I'm taking down evil get out of my way and it's like there's a singular evil that is just surviving based on the 
incompetent, stubborn pride of all of these yeah, zealous. I was just thinking ze- ego. Yeah, it's the ego of these good gods is getting in the way. If you play Diablo Four, there's an excellent like character who is like who is an angel who has this like character trait. He is so egotistical about I am the one who will who will do this. Get out of my fucking way. He doesn't. It doesn't go well for him. It's super just. It's super satisfying because you're like, yeah, dumbass. Like you had all these allies. You just said I'm gonna do it, and you right. lost because like you had way more numbers. Right. And you got beat, right? Because you because your ego, right? So, which that, again is that there's so many cautionary tales in these cosmic conflicts because so many of them are about ego. The story of the fall of Lucifer. It was Lucifer's ego that led to him trying to challenge God and fall because he did not want to be. He was like, I'm more beautiful than any than this man thing. Why the hell should I kneel? Right. It's yeah. the same story in, in Muslim mythology. No. It's ego is a pretty big thing it's that a we pretty, have. To, pretty big thing. Yeah. And I, I think it's funny and tying up the, the good God thing of like people oftentimes think ego is like not associated with good. Yeah. But people who are like morally good have huge fucking egos. Oh my God. Like probably bigger egos than evil people because they're like. I think they're different. They're different. Fair. They're, they're not bigger. They're just. Like they have equal egos, though. absolutely, and it's just a different type of ego with a different flair, and it's usually very like glory driven, yeah, and it's very like self sacrificing, yeah. self righteous, yeah. martyrdom, that kind of thing, as yeah. opposed to like I'm just uh, I'm a conqueror. I don't give a fuck, I'm evil, I'm gonna get what I want, like and, that more sociopathic side, and, and like that conquest yeah. uh, ego. That's not what it is. It's more of like it's a love ego. Like you, you all will love me. I will be. Yeah. Your, your beautiful queen or whatever Gladriel yeah. says. All uh, shall love me in despair. Yeah, like that like that kind of ego yeah. is like different. Yeah. I want people to be afraid of how much they love me. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Scott, man with an ego. Yep, the deity. But anyway, I'm kind of running out of uh, yeah, noodles here. Be... What, uh, what stuck for you, my man? I think Sun and Moon is just awesome, super simple, great. I like that a lot. Um, I like, I like the idea of the, like the, the pantheon that is the, the constant turnover one Yeah, that is interacting that they, they've now met a new religion and that, that, how do they reconcile, how they reconcile. And if their religion is predicated on accepting the change and who's in power in their religion, then having, then meeting a new religion and already accepting, like being fond of accepting new religious things like how does that like that conflict sounds really fun right and interesting and that dynamic could be really cool especially depending on what the second religion is which we didn't get into no but um, it's it's sort of an interesting way to it'd be an interesting allegory for like the tolerance dilemma like do you tolerate intolerance yeah right yeah um it's it's a very yeah i i that because that was what stuck for me yeah too i i really like that because i think that moment of is is hard right and you see that happen in the real world too with people like this thing that was supposed to happen didn't right like we joke about it a lot with you know doomsday preppers it's like oh on august 17th 2023 the world's gonna end it's like well it didn't so then how the hell do you reconcile that we misread the tablets right it will be next year right yeah exactly um but yeah so i i was thinking a lot about that um and I like I like the idea of 
law and chaos removing themselves from from, from morality from morality and just like, we're done with you guys you're tearing and, us out right and like having a different conflict in that i think that's really interesting like and reframing it not as around good and evil yeah and worrying about defining that because that's so world dependent but order and chaos can very easily be the defining forces of a universe right like and yeah. it's pretty translate right and immediately yeah. intuitable so i think there's a lot of really fun world building potential in that one yeah Cool. Well, that's what stuck for us. Let us know what stuck for you. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Oh, am I supposed to say something? <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs>